coming to you from a cozy little condo high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome, Welcome to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts. Welcome to The Ron Show for Thursday. It is home opener day for the Atlanta Braves, and uh, the battery is just brimming. I was up there earlier today, and traffic was, well, you know, insane. And it was only lunchtime. Great uh, weather so far for that. We'll hopefully uh, keep that uh, keep that going. Mother Nature, can you please comply? Uh, as the Padres are in town and Spencer Strider's on the mound, you did not come here to listen to me talk baseball, though. Let's dive right in in Tennessee. If you aren't paying attention because you're distracted by all the Trump stuff, <laughs> Tennessee is a laboratory in fascism right now. Uh, and as we go to, to taping on today's show, maybe this is resolved. Maybe there's a vote before I even get on the air. I don't know. Tennessee Republicans in the House are trying to expel three lawmakers, Democrats, who participated, broke a, a rule, like a House rule, and participated in an anti-gun protest at the State House. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene broke rules all the time her first term in Congress. And I can't remember there ever being a floor vote to keep or remove her from office. Could you have imagined the hysterics had that happened? And then you've got one of these scenarios at play. Uh, This is a quick little 30-second clip that sort of encapsulates the audacity and the arrogance, the chutzpah of the mostly white Republican majority in the House when one of them stood up. uh, I believe it was uh, Representative uh, Garrett, Representative John Garrett, right? Who spoke to Representative Justin Jones, one of the three who is in danger of losing his House seat and, by the way, disenfranchising his district's voters. Well, listen Listen to what this white representative said to the black representative. Do you understand to be to speak from the well as you are speaking today, you were able to speak because Speaker Sexton recognized you in the well to be able to speak? Representative Jones. Thank you. I'm able to speak because the people of District 52 sent me here to speak. Speaker Sexton is not my constituent. Speaker Sexton is not a king. Speaker Sexton is not God, though he may want to be. He is my colleague. And so the people of District 52 sent me here to speak. And it's them who I ask for permission if I can speak and represent them. Someone needs to uh, drive Representative Johnny Garrett to the nearby burn unit because he just got singed. By the way, I want you to hear the sound of the crowd outside the state house when these three representatives justin jones gloria johnson and justin pearson entered the tennessee house chambers earlier today there are a ton of protesters outside this hearing in the tennessee state house more of that audio please give you some snippets from uh, Representative Justin Jones' uh, floor speech as uh, this debate began today. Mr. Speaker, how can you bring dishonor to an already dishonorable house? How can you bring disorder to a house that is out of order? 
where the speaker refuses to let representatives elected to speak for their people even be heard? How do you bring dishonor and disorder to a chamber that does not follow decorum, due process, constitutional rights, or the rules that they enact themselves? There is no equal application of law or rules as we see in this chamber, as we saw today. But it depends on who you know. It depends on if you have a certain letter by your name. It depends on if you have the supermajority. That is, does not sound like democracy to me. <laughs> but he wasn't done, y'all. Here's more. For so long, this body, drunk with power, has modeled for the world what we know as nothing less than authoritarianism. And today is the climax of that behavior. That a week after a mass shooting plagued our community, the most direct action this legislative body takes, or should I say my colleagues on the other side of the aisle are taking, is to expel us for speaking about the issues of weapons of war on our streets. We called for you all to ban assault weapons, and you respond with an assault on democracy. That is why the nation is watching you today. And I say to my colleagues on the other side of the aisle that no matter what you vote, you have the votes, but you will not be victorious because there are generations of young people who see what is going on. There are young people that as you try and beat us down, they are rising up to take back the state from the extreme forces that have sought to take away the democratic process, the deliberative process on last Thursday when thousands gathered here tried to silence members from talking about the issue of gun violence because they were afraid that a conversation would remind people that there is complicity of this body mm. in what happened at Covenant Elementary School. For me, the mic drop moment for uh, Representative Justin Jones. Oh, I mean, it was this. This is the damn he said it moment. Let's talk about expulsion. For years, one of your colleagues who was an admitted child molester sat in this chamber. No expulsion. One member sits in this chamber who was found guilty of domestic violence. No expulsion. We had a former speaker sit in this chamber who is now under federal investigation. No expulsion. We have a member still under federal investigation. No expulsion. We had a member pee in another member's chair in this chamber. No expulsion. Wow. In fact, they're in leadership. But... <laughs> In the, in the governor's administration. And so once again, what you're saying to us, since you're trying to put us on trial, I'll say what you're really putting on trial is the state of Tennessee. What you're really showing for the world is holding up a mirror to a state that is going back to some dark, dark roots. A state in which the Ku Klux Klan was founded is now attempting another power grab by silencing the two youngest black representatives and one of the only women 
Democratic women in this body, that's what this is about. Let us be real today. As we go to recording today's show, I am running, uh, let's see, as you're hearing this, about 20 minutes ahead of you, 25 minutes or so, and we just got the first vote, 72-25 in favor of expelling Representative Justin Jones from the 52nd District in the Tennessee House. Uh, now they're, they've got to do this two more times. He's got to do it once per representative. Uh, representative Gloria Johnson from house district 90, uh, is, uh, in the process of having her vote right now. Uh, by the way, uh, representative, uh, Jones did say this, uh, after his expulsion. You know that uh, when I came to this, well, I was fighting for your children and grandchildren too. But to those who here will cast a vote for expulsion, I was fighting for your children too, to live free from the terror of school shootings and mass shootings. So we expect by the time that this segment airs that uh, Representative Gloria Johnson will also be uh, expelled by supermajority vote in the Tennessee House, and maybe even by then Representative Justin Pearson as well. However, there are f- floor speeches being made uh, right now as we speak for and against Mrs. Johnson, so perhaps not, but you, you saw the one vote, 72-25, uh, in favor of ousting Representative Justin Jones. He, Gloria Johnson, Justin Pearson, all participating in an anti-gun protest on the state house grounds, running afoul of some arcane Tennessee House rule, not a law, but a house rule that on its surface sounds unconstitutional. Never mind the fact that you've, you're disenfranchising three house districts of voters by removing them from office. And as the now former representative, Justin Jones, pointed out, that same chamber didn't oust a child molester. Didn't now someone who literally peed on another representative's chair, right? This is how democracy dies, y'all. And I can only hope that the voters of Tennessee will do what's right and show up in numbers that let this, air quotes here, supermajority know that they're not going to put up with that. The problem I see is that, I mean, the Tennessee House is a three to one, I'm sorry, a four to one supermajority for the Republican Party. And that's a now thing. But will it be a forever thing? No, of course not. And you can see the results just outside this chamber and in the grounds and throughout the state capitol, the young folks are not happy. And the Republican Party is not exactly showing the younger voter any reason whatsoever to warm up to their way of thinking, to their way of governing, to their brand of politics. I know it sounds hollow, the just you wait 
mantra, but we just had a midterm cycle where all the pundits, all the experts were looking for a red tsunami, red wave, red flood, whatever they were going to call it. And it didn't come to fruition in large part because the 18 to 30 voter showed up in numbers, at least for a midterm, unusually high for that sample of the voting base. Which is why you will see continued efforts by Republicans to suppress their vote. It's why polling places move further and further away or off altogether, college campuses. It's why you see them enacting ID laws that disallow college IDs, etc. and so on. Up against a break, we're back with more of The Ron Show on the America One Radio app, americaoneradio.com after this. Welcome back to The Ron Show. Uh, later in the show, in fact, the second half of the show, I had a conversation earlier today with uh, Bobby Paul, who is one of the activists with this cool little group. Uh, well, I say little group. There's hundreds of them, actually, just here in metro Atlanta. The, uh, the group is um, called Regulate Guns, Not Women. They uh, are a nonprofit group. They don't make a whole lot of money. They, they, they get some money every once in a while, and they make yard signs that say just that, Regulate Guns, Not Women. If you want a yard sign, you want a T-shirt, you hit them up, and uh, you can get one. So I'm, I'm going to talk with Bobby Paul. She is a fountain of information, uh, lives in Inman Park, just a fantastic conversation. We're watching what's happening in Tennessee uh, as uh, so far as, as we are putting this show together, one of the Tennessee three has already been expelled, uh, Justin Jones. Uh, Gloria Johnson uh, is, is currently, uh, I guess, the, the floor debate's going on, and by the time this airs, she may be gone to uh, Justin Pearson being the third of the Tennessee three who will be voted on uh, expulsion in just a little bit. Uh, I want to play a little bit of a clip that uh, a, a fellow representative uh, gave on the floor earlier that talked about uh, Miss Johnson in particular, who is a school teacher, a special education teacher, and why uh, it became important to her in the aftermath of the Covenant school shooting uh, to participate in the anti-gun protests. For Tennesseans, the Covenant school shooting is not just a national tragedy, it's a personal issue. For us in Nashville, we know these people, we know the victims or their teachers or their friends. Representative Johnson's a teacher. As you, many of you know, she spends an enormous amount of time counseling and working with teachers here in Nashville and elsewhere. For her, the events at the school were a crushing personal tragedy, a huge burden. We saw a tape today as represents the complete lack of due process in this particular proceeding, we've never gotten a straight answer about who took that tape that we were provided. But what did it show? It showed some members came to a well almost immediately. I, I hear after five seconds a recess was called. The members came to the well. Representative Johnson stood here, did not shout, as is stated, did not pound at the table, and after a short period of time, engaged in a discussion with leadership and then peaceably left the chamber. Nobody was hurt. Nobody was threatened. This is 
And this is the sort of situation that has often occurred on the floor of this house, and no one has ever suggested these grave sanctions. Expulsion under these circumstances, as all of you know, would have no precedent in Tennessee or elsewhere. In Tennessee, the sanction of expulsion has been reserved always for the worst of the worst sort of behavior, for taking a bribe, mm. for being involved in multiple, multiple incidents of sexual misconduct. Mm. In Tennessee, expulsion has always involved a lengthy process of investigation where witnesses were interviewed, where committees were formed to evaluate the charges. What's happening here, both procedurally and given the accusations, has no precedent whatsoever in the history of this state. And members, our historic treatment of expulsion reflects the treatment throughout the United States. I heard some members suggest that what we're doing is lawful, what you're doing is lawful, what you're doing is consistent with the law, with precedent, completely not true. In 2020, the Idaho House expelled a member. What for? For conspiring to defraud the U.S. government after conviction. In 2018, an Arizona representative was expelled for engaging in a pattern of sexual harassment over many, many years. In New York, assemblymen have been expelled when they were convicted of felonies like wire fraud, mail fraud. In Massachusetts, a representative in 2014 was expelled after being convicted of assaulting a woman who declined to have sexual relations with him. These are the sorts of grave and criminal activities that have resulted in this sort of extraordinary sanction. I haven't heard anybody on this floor cite a single example of somebody being expelled from a legislative body based on these sort of flimsy charges. Here's what's the long game, okay? We, we can be upset about these expulsions, and, and, and we're right to, because they're undemocratic, little d, undemocratic. They disenfranchise about 200,000 or more voters in three districts in the state of Tennessee. But we're talking about a legislative body that was four to one Republican already. It's, it's so inconsequential as it is, numbers-wise. But Republicans gonna Republican, right? They're literally the meme of that jackass on the bike putting the stick in the front tire and then complaining that somebody else caused them to crash. This is going to blow back spectacularly in their face. Maybe not soon. Maybe not next election cycle. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Maybe so. Maybe this is a grand awakening that folks who are actually anti-fascist finally wake up and say, this is a bridge too far. You're disenfranchising voters. You are expelling politicians because you disagree with them. And in the process of doing so, spent more time more taxpayer dollar expelling those you disagree with than addressing some of the root causes behind six of your own 
citizens. Three of them, nine years of age or under, from perishing at yet another mass school shooting. They don't want to address that. They don't want to discuss that. So they have to suppress that discussion by pivoting to this conversation and this political action. Another way this will blow up in Republicans' faces, well, Tennessee Republicans at the very least, these three representatives, oh, you've just made them heroes. They're martyrs. Nobody outside of their district even knew these three names before today, before this all blew up. And now you have ascended them to a pillar of heroism. You've made heroes, martyrs of these three politicians, and they will be a force to be reckoned with. This is the sort of stuff we look back on 50 years later and go, they did what? Yeah, that's the Tennessee Republican Party of 2023. They get to own it. Broadcasting five days a week to make common sense common again. This is The Ron Show on America One Radio. And we are glad to have Bobby Paul on joining us from Regulate Guns, Not Women. And Bobby, remind me, what was the name of this organization before? No, it's always been uh, this effort. This is a grassroots street campaign. It's always been Regulate Guns, Not Women. But it came out of... Uh, it was spurred in Atlanta through members of Atlanta Grandmothers for Peace. There it is. And, and we've been around since as an organization, very loosely formed as well, since around 2008 when we did um, an act of civil, civil disobedience about the Iraq War. You guys caught my eye at a Georgia Windlist event in March when you were wearing your green T-shirts. Remind me what the green shirt said. Regulate guns, not Capital N O T, women. There you go, and I see that on and your. Uh... It seems, yeah, it's our, it's our, it is a sign that someone saw uh, when Roe v. Wade went down, and one of our members of Atlanta Grandmothers for Peace, Judy Condor, thought it would make a great banner, because a lot of us were protesting and making our own signs, and so we made a long three by eight foot banner. And then we decided to make signs and we started with a hundred and there was such a response that then we made 250 and then we met and decided we'd do 500 and then 500 more. And so to date we've um, paid for, had printed and distributed, here comes the chopper, about 4,000 signs. So as we speak, we are watching uh, what is perhaps one of the more breathtaking anti-democratic, little d, anti-democratic uh, uh, posturing uh, to take place mm-hmm. in Tennessee as yep. uh, three members of their house are, are in the process of being expelled for mm-hmm. joining with anti-gun protesters. Right. And it's, and it's, it's breathtaking. That, this is fascism yeah. on display. Yeah, well, and you notice who they are, two young black legislators and one woman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they, I believe they're all Democrats. I, I don't know. Yeah. And the thing about Regulate Guns, Not Women is that we don't really align with a candidate or a party formally in any way. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the slogan, if you will, the message, because it's resonated so much, we think it's because it really sniffs out the hypocrisy. Mm. Um, and it 
it is just a statement that sometimes people read it and you can see them studying it. And then very often they go, yes, yes. And a lot of men very often say best damn slogan ever, mm. you know, because they really see that you can have permitless carry like here in Georgia. And, you know, you can carry around those things just about everywhere, not under the gold dome. Right. But or the governor's <laughs> mansion. Right, right, right. And, and excuse me, I believe you need to have a permit or a license to drive a car and mm. this and that and the others. And, and these things, although very often not used to kill, you know, do kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, guns, people, guns do kill. And, but we have, we're loosening that right and left with a big lobby. And yet they are trying to tap down on women and telling women what they can and cannot do. And these are a lot of these people are the same people that didn't want to be told to wear a mask. Right. They didn't, <laughs> you know, I mean, the hypocrisy is just stunning. It's really stunning. Well, we, we have a state now where uh, school officials are going to be allowed to check the genitalia of student athletes just to yeah. make sure. I mean, there are, right, I believe, right. two trans athletes in the entire state. And yet now there's yeah. a law that in, in, mm-hmm. any any kid's genitalia can be checked out by a school official. I mean, this is, that's grooming, is it not? Oh, it's it's amazing. It, it just makes me wonder about the education of our voting populace because all these emotional issues, and some of which you couldn't believe that we even had to fight for Roe v. Wade back in 73. Can we talk about financial inequality? climate change, things that we should be doing something about. Mm. Does that take education and study and math and budgeting, shutting down our, you know, feds about to not pay our bills, you know, <laughs> shutting down the government. And yet they go to these issues that they think, and I guess rightly so, resonate. Who would have thought that Donald Trump could ever be president? He yeah. resonated with a certain amount of disgruntled people. Yeah. And they get at these emotional things and Roe v. Wade was decided on privacy, and that's, to me, I'm a doctor's daughter, and that is the most amazing thing, that we have all these HIPAA laws now that nobody can know anything about your medical history, but you can invade and tell a woman what her medical history is or is not going to be? <laughs> I, I, it's, again, I, shocking. <laughs> they they want to monitor menstrual cycles in some states. It's, it's Oh, my God. You know? Yeah, right. It is. It, I think they're scared. I read a wonderful article, um, I guess our election this past year was November 7th, and I think it was November 6th, Robert Reich wrote an article about no matter what happens tomorrow, don't worry, ultimately we're winning. And the, if we don't win certain things, are they're doing a lot of this reactionary semi-legislation or outrageous behavior because they're scared, mm. because the world is changing. At first, I didn't know whether I believed it, but the more I think about it, I do think it's love or fear. And I don't think it's love and hate. I think the the hate comes out of fear. I think it's fear. It almost goes back to the 60s when I grew up. You know, the times there are changing. Come mothers and fathers throughout the land and don't criticize what you can't understand. Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command. The old road is rapidly aging. Get out of the new one if you can't lend a hand. Because the times they are changing. I remember that from Peter Paul and Mary. But you see, my political kind of birthing came during the whole Vietnam 
We are on with Bobby Paul from Regulate Guns, Not Women. Bobby, I have to point out, though, that that generation eventually got older and more conservative, and here we are having to undo a lot of what I would say is damage. Not me. Not mine. No, I'm not blaming you. Not you specifically. (laughs) Well, again, I kind of go back to fear. Mm. I think that fear is, is a killer. I think it's, but it's also a motivating factor for people to act the way they do. I mean, sometimes when I'm standing on the street and I have my nice black Lord and Taylor coat on and my black velvet gloves and I'm holding my green and white signs, regulate guns, not women. I mean, little groups of kids that are going to the Capitol look scared to death of me because I'm I'm protesting. I'm out there. I'm exercising, you know, I guess the First Amendment rather than I don't have an AK-47 or AR-15 over my shoulder. My well, second amendment, right? <laughs> but speaking of the First Amendment, when, when we're looking at what's happening in Tennessee, uh, my immediate yeah. thought is, well, well, that's unconstitutional. You can't tell somebody that they can't mm-hmm. protest, uh, can't be terminated from their elected position. You can't disenfranchise voters in that process either. But right. but they're going to try. <laughs> they're going to try it. Well, don't they have super majorities? Or especially if they get rid of these three Democrats, they'll oh, have absolutely. a majority in both houses, right? That's kind of what's happening um, in North Carolina, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I, I just think that, um, well, I think the woman said, hey, oh, oh, no, they said that they wouldn't get health care. I read in the New York Times this morning that the woman of the three uh, was told, or all three of them were told that if they resigned first, they might be able to maintain their health care. Wow. And she said, are you kidding? I'm not resigning. Are you ki- I, I want to hear this charge and everything. I'm fighting it to the, to the, to the mat. She's not intimidated by this. I don't, I don't know about the other. And one of them, as I understand, has been quite an activist. I think they're both named Justin, mm-hmm. young man. I, I think I haven't heard they were going to have action today on their case. Have you heard anything that's happening today? Well, as, as we are recording this conversation uh, a couple hours before we actually air, I'm watching it now from uh, the, the Tennessee Holler has a live stream going from the Tennessee House right now. So they're in, oh. in debate. By the time we go to air, we may have word on this, which will you know, yeah. render a lot of that move. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, they are in, in debate right now. And uh, Representative Jones, uh, Justin Jones from Nashville, is yep. uh, on the floor speaking, uh, as you pointed out. I want to go back anyway. to uh, your, your, your premise. We're on with Bobby Paul from Regulate Guns, Not Women. Uh, your premise that, you know, they, they feel like they're in the final throes, the right. The, they're running, f- you know, in fear in the final throes of, of, of their, their heyday, I guess, politically. I don't know whether it's final. Yeah, know, I know. I, I, all I, just, just a speck in time. We'd like to think that our era and our time on Earth, I think, is, is the most important. But well, as you get older, you begin to realize. Yeah, how uh, insignificant we could be. Right. <laughs> so I, I guess my, my point is it does it, to me it looks like they realize that so much of their policy uh, platform is unpopular with the American people. The majority, the actual majority, they talk about a silent majority. There is no silent majority because they won't shut up, but they're not even the majority. <laughs> But I, I feel like they're, they're, they're trying to throw as many, they're in retreat and they're throwing landmines behind them to try and, and mm-hmm. slow the advances of their opposition. Uh, well, whether, good, whether it's, yeah, you know, voter disenfranchisement or, yep. you know, even coming up with, with new ways to, uh, to uh, concoct poll taxes, uh, moving polling mm-hmm. places from colleges and university campuses, 
whatever they can do to make it harder for the actual majority to vote, they're doing. They've right. set the Supreme Court at a 6-3 majority that's not likely to go away for a decade or more, if then. Right. Uh, right. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of work to undo what the not so silent minority has put in play. Well, and that's what Joe Biden's had to do with all the judges, you know, and other things that Donald Trump had put in play, mm-hmm. and we're we've reaped a, a lot from that. And I don't know for another show, not today, but I was sent something today by my husband, and you maybe have seen already about how much uh, Clarence Thomas, our Supreme Court judge, like over $500,000 in gifts from this wealthy Republican in Texas and all these trips he's taken for over, what, two decades? Yeah. So I I think that's going to be front and center probably tomorrow. Well, sure. (laughs) But I mean, there's there's no no ethical repercussions for doing that, unfortunately. I mean, it's a lifetime appointment. How do you impeach a Supreme Court justice? It's really sad. I mean, I was watching the, the, I thought Bragg's statement, I was just jumping to the, the 32 or 34, you know, points of indictment in New York. And I thought he made a really great statement. And I wish the media would just cover that this is the law, as he said. This is bread and butter. New York's the financial capital of the world, and we are just calling it as we see it. Right. But everybody wants to make it about Stormy Daniels and the porn star. And yes, that is an implication and bigger for some people, but he broke the law. I mean, right when they were going to indict him, everybody said, don't you think it's the stupidest thing and Trump will be president? I said, I am so sick and tired of pundits and all the opinions just do your job you know i mean and i know that msnbc and fox and everybody else they want to keep their viewership going and and, and it's all about ratings and money and keeping on the air and not that i don't thank certain people for bringing things to light ari melber i think has been trying really hard (laughs) of late to explain this to the people and but I think we have so much analysis. The 24-7 news cycle has people really fatigued. And I just am glad that Bragg is just doing his job. And I wish Connie will as well. I hope that she can keep focused and centered on what she's trying to do. Well, and that's to me, that's the most damning part of this all. Uh, This this may be the most the the least consequential of crimes Mm -hmm. that Trump has committed that he's under investigation for. But it doesn't mean that that the charges aren't legitimate. I think I pointed that out yesterday. Yeah, I did hear part of what you said, and I totally agree with you on that. That's what I kept saying. I mean, everybody else, even my husband was a, but he was a, he he tricked the electorate and influenced an election. And I said, yes, those are the implications, but let's just get them on the law. Can we just talk about the law? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Breaking the law. And that's what we've gotten so far adrift. And, um, and I, you know, as happy as I was about the Illinois thing, because I'm a huge supporter of women's privacy and rights over her own body. But I am sad that the courts have become so polarized all around. I mean, Clarence Thomas is, you know, another example. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, what is your take on that? Have we been forced because of this? What has, what has caused us... Is it just the pitfalls of democracy after so many years? I, I don't, I haven't really pondered that one. That's a profound question, uh, perhaps for another conversation. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're probably over. I don't know if you wanted to know anything about 
regulate guns, not women. But well, I absolutely do. As a matter of fact, if you'll give me just a minute here, we're going to take a break and come right back, and we'll uh, we'll make sure, that sales sure. pitch. Let's get uh, let's get some folks to, oh, to join this organization. <laughs> We're on with Bobby Paul from Regulate Guns, Not Women. This is The Ron Show on the America One Radio app, AmericaOneRadio.com. Back after this. Welcome back to The Ron Show. It's a pretty nice Thursday afternoon in the ATL. Oh, home opener for the Atlanta Braves. And I can tell you, I was up in the uh, Smining's, Smyrna Vining's area today, and the battery is already brimming. We're on with Bobby Paul from Regulate Guns, Not Women, and I want to thank her for her time this afternoon. Sounds like you're sitting outside enjoying what is a nice, warm, humid day uh, in uh, Metro Atlanta. So tell us about your organization, Regulate Guns, Not Women. How can folks get involved if they'd like to? They can go to our, they can send us an email, atlantagrandmothers at gmail.com if they'd like a yard sign, or they can go to, we have a Facebook page, Regulate Guns, Not Women. Uh, we deliver free signs, buttons. We've had bumper stickers. We may do some more. Uh, everything is free, not the T-shirts. I think you have to order those. Janice Hall, a woman, took that on. We are all independent, older, most of us older women who started this. And we've been on organizations, boards, been executive directors, run things from theaters to peace organizations and accounting firms and this and that. But we're, we're, we're beyond that. And so I just registered Atlanta Grandmothers for Peace with the state as a nonprofit. But we are very loosely, loosely, loosely formed. And we just have each other's backs. We ask for donations if we need to print more signs. And people generously can give in from 500 to $5 upward down. We did have a benefactor at first who did our first uh, close to 500 signs for us. We have 4,000 out there now. We're in 12 countries around the world. We're in about 20 states around the country. Um, and, and we don't have a patent on it. Anybody can do it. It's a very simple, it's, we're not, it's like a meme. Um, and it's meant to be multicultural, multi-age. Uh, it was a get out the vote street action. That's my dog. There we go. And then, um, and it's meant to be a GOT. And a lot of us worked on the election, not aligned with a candidate. But um, if you really pay attention to the um, message, then it's pretty clear what your your candidate choice might be. Mm-hmm. But um, we really want to help people think. Um, it's amazing how it's resonated with young people. Having been a lobbyist for, for years, I mean, informally, education down at the Capitol and in Washington, I think knowing how the tactics of the gun lobby, I think I would choose the gun people to be more intimidating. I get more fingers on the expressway from the, the guys in Broncos going by me <laughs> than I do from others. But, um, but we're open for discussion. But the main thing is it's about women's choice. And we want to encourage people. Most of us were around before Roe was approved. And, and then during Roe, I myself helped people go to New York in college years. And um, I have sons and I have a granddaughter. And, you know, I will always defend a woman's. Before this came along, I had made a sign that said, arrest me now. I helped women 56 years ago and I'll do it again today. So, I mean, that's the thing. We may, as grandmothers, as older women, a lot of us aren't even biological mothers. I just happen to be one. But we may have to call the question and help women who don't have the funds or the means, you know, to get care and order and then be threatened or jailed or go to prison. And, and we're willing to do that. 
some of us. Did you think you'd live to see the day where we'd, <laughs> we'd be back behind that wall? I didn't want to look at it, but I, I feared it uh, and I feared it. When my home state of Pennsylvania, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, went for Trump the night at 3 a.m. I was standing here in my study in Atlanta and I saw that I almost threw up and I thought, oh, my God, what have we done? And and it seems like it's just been a, a downward slide, whether it's a reaction to the election of a president, a black man. You know, it just seems like we've been on a whiplash um, period that's just, as I said before, stunning, shocking, mm. disappointing, sad. Well, I told my doctor, if you're not depressed, I don't think you're paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everyone seems to be. Uh, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know where we're headed. Where do you think we're headed? <laughs> I, I try to stay optimistic. I really do. And, and I see the youth mm. movement and I'm so encouraged by them, but Yes. I used to yes. be in that youth movement, and my generation mm-hmm. sort of fettered away. And I, I can only hope that, unfortunately, the the Sandy Hook generation are first time voters, and yep. the Parkland yep. generation are now voters. And it to me, it just seems like there have been so many mm-hmm. school shootings that that oh, generation oh, yes. has had enough, and and perhaps yep, my granddaughter goes. My granddaughter's in sixth grade right down the street at the, at at Howard Middle School, which is where Dr. King went. Mm-hmm. And my grandson's nine years old at another little public school up the street. And, you know, it's it's horrible to say that I say a little meditation every day. You know, I'm, and, you know, they have metal detectors and clear backpacks at the junior high. Mm-hmm. And my son is so disappointed. He said, well, I guess it's one more layer of, supposed protection but is it really yeah. no and having worked in nuclear arms i mean we know the statistics you take away a certain amount of guns you reduce the nuclear weapons you reduce the threat and you reduce the incidents and the the fact that we can't do safe storage or take away assault weapons mm-hmm. that literally blow a child's head apart in seconds is just criminal to me just criminal um and so I, I just hope and pray that, that uh, I don't know, I, I don't know how the whole NRA used to be something that I guess people liked because they learned gun safety. Yeah, I was, that, I was that kid. Yeah, I learned it too. Yeah, I mean, now it's, those people down at the Capitol, you try to even hold a conversation and they just stick a cell phone in your face. Why don't you like, why don't you like guns? What does you have wrong with you? And they stick the gun in your face. I mean, the phone in your face. And that happened to me the other day. I was going by a feminist women's health center on Cliff Valley Road. And I stopped because there were five men out there, one reading from the Bible on music blaring megaphones. And I just stopped to watch this intimidation. <laughs> and a man tapped on my window, the passenger side, and said, may I help you? And I said, no. And I said, I'm just watching. He said, well, you need to move. You're blocking traffic. And I said, no, I'm not. I was pulled to the side. and. And he again got his phone out and came around to my window and intimidated me and put that phone right in my face. I said, what are you doing with your phone in my face? And he said, well, I'm I'm taping you so that when you cause an accident, I can have the police arrest you. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just, they're, you know, I, I hate I'm saying I hate to take that. Right. They're just unintelligent bullies. That's that's what you're dealing with. You're just dealing with unintelligent bullies. 
but but they were shaking. It was like he was afraid. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. I really think this whole fear thing is is uh, think about sports. When fear gets you, you can't make the shot. You can't. Move, yeah. You stop moving your feet. You stop thinking. You know, it's and maybe that's when violence happens. I don't know. But well, I, re- I remember we were the ones that were being accused of being triggered. Uh, during the 2016 election and afterwards, and yet it, 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 it doesn't seem as if we're the ones that are losing our cool right now, but that's just me. Listen, no. I appreciate this conversation. we got to get you back on <laughs> soon. Let's do this again. Yeah. Uh, Bobby How Paul from Regulate Guns Not Women. Regulate Guns Not Women can be found on Facebook. And what was that email address again for yard signs? atlgrandmothers at gmail.com atlgrandmothers with an s at gmail.com and just to say I, I, I want 10 yard signs and we will let us know where you are we'll contact you and we'll set up a time thank you we have so wonderful, much and we're all volunteer nobody's paid on this bus love it love it thank you so much for the time enjoy the rest of your afternoon out in that yard bye bye what a delight. Nice to talk with Bobby Paul from Regulate Guns, Not Women. It's nice to just have a little conversation from time to time. That's going to do it for The Ron Show. Back tomorrow, 5 to 6 p.m. on the America One Radio app, AmericanRadio.com. Podcast links, blogs, and more at ronshowatl.com. We'll see you tomorrow.